no, something's missing. What am I missing? Mm -hmm. But now that you explain it that way and I've heard everything before, mm -hmm. it makes sense. So I would go out and he would come, please, my love. But this is also interesting that you said that right now. Do you think you would have expected your mom instead? And I understand this behavior because it's a cultural thing. I describe it as a cultural thing. Mm -hmm. Do you expect your mom to have, instead of asking you to, when she knew like you were in bad mm -hmm. terms at that moment with him, do, would you rather have your mom being the one to say, I'm going to go talk to him? Like being that strong woman, would you have preferred mm -hmm. your mom to be that strong woman for you in that moment and go and talk to him and tell him, you need to leave my girl alone. This is not working. Mm -hmm. And this is not a good behavior. You know, like you said, him beeping. Mm -hmm. he, he was disrespecting your parents by doing that. Yes. So would you have rather have your mom be that stronger figure? I think our women in Honduras, like mm -hmm. our older generations lack that. For yes. some reason, the machista thing, it, it sucks, but it's real. So what My do you mom, think about that? She was actually never in favor of that relationship. But I don't know why she simply... Didn't do that, you know. My mom and I, anyways, never have never had this great relationship like mom, daughter, at least not with me. I felt alone by now. There had been already two years without my dad talking to me. Yeah. So this guy started to feel more like that protective figure for me because he would wait for me to finish my classes and he would make sure that I ate at night because probably that, that was the only meal I was going to have during the day. Okay. He knew about my situation with my parents, especially with my dad not talking to him. So I think he took advantage of that situation too and, and became like the hero. It felt very genuine from him. And mm -hmm. up to some point, I feel that he really loved me and cared for me. There was a point in the relationship where I think everything was very real. Okay. Where he stopped playing that role when all the truth uh, came, came out. out. Okay. So before you go there, I'm sorry that I want to keep going back to that about mm -hmm. your mom and everything. I now understand because you mentioned something, which is you didn't have the best relationship with your mom. Mm -hmm. So you had no expectations. That's mm -hmm. what I understand. You didn't expect your mom to react the way I told you. Mm -hmm. I think would have been the best reaction that a mom could have, mm -hmm. but that didn't happen. Do you think that would have changed a lot of what happened? Yes, probably yes. Yeah. So definitely the fact that you were alone mm -hmm. for these emotional situations in your life mm -hmm. also did not help, right? No, not at all. No, because anyways, I didn't have anyone to talk to about this. At least not a an important. <laughs> yeah, like a mature like person. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like they left me out there to the wolves. Yeah, I know. And all my parents cared 
was about my kids. I feel like they didn't care what happened to me as long as I left my kids with them. Which is not the right reaction either from your parents, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. You are their child and you birthed those children. So of course Mm -hmm. they should have protected you more, I think. Unfortunately, and again, this is cultural stuff Mm -hmm. that it happens because it, it, it goes back to a lot of cultural stuff that they have been taught from the Mm -hmm. past. I think they are so invested, like you say, they Mm -hmm. think they're they're teaching you a lesson by letting you, okay, go figure it out. Go solve Mm -hmm. it yourself. We stay with the children here and you go figure out. But at the end, they were not really helping you. That lesson Mm -hmm. was not the way to learn it. I think. Exactly. I think it's better than they even beat you up and throw you there and just figure it out. I would rather have somebody beat my ass off than to have to go through all of these things. These are traumas. They become traumas in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to overcome them. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is a lot. So, (laughs) now, everything came out. Before you explain to us, when did it all came out? Because now he was real. You knew the Mm -hmm. real person after something happened. But before that, do you regret, do you have any insights about your role as the other woman, like we're describing it, in that relationship when you really, truly found out that he was lying about the whole thing? Yes, yeah. I do. I, I started to regret it after we started living together and had our our baby. Yeah. Because there were like three... I, hold, hold on, because now you jumped to something else that the people who are listening... Just right. what, where did all our baby? <laughs> where did it come from? So you have to give us like a little bit more information. Like how long in the relationship was when he had his child? How many mm-hmm. years in the dating of the relationship were you in? And how long after that were you in the relationship? Like in timeline years mm-hmm. when you found out about everything, the whole guacamole mm-hmm. came out? Three years. The baby. After that, okay. Three years. I met him in 2010 Mm -hmm. and we had our baby in December 2013. As I was telling you, my relationship with my parents was not the best back then. I feel that they didn't respect me at all. We lived together, my siblings and I, with my kids. And sometimes, as I tell you, I wouldn't even have money for food or transportation. So he's the one who would take care of me in that way. And sometimes I would get home maybe at 9.30 because after work, him and I would go to dinner. So in that way, he made sure that I, at least I had something to eat. And I bet that felt but nice, right? To, to have somebody take care of you. It yeah. did. My parents were always these caring kind of parents but after having kids and after all this situation in my life they became very cruel to me that's why I tell you that I, I don't have a good relationship with my mom because sometimes I would get home and look for food and there was nothing and very coldly she would say there's nothing and I would starve not, not, nothing for you I'm sure she, yes. if, you, if it would have been someone else she would have prepared something but it was for okay. you. There was mm-hmm. nothing for you. And I remember that 
I don't know if I'm able to say the name of a franchise, but yes. Yeah. Okay. I it would go to Prize Mart and I would buy for my kids this huge box of uh, juices. There were 72. Actually, I learned from those that brand of juice because of your sister. She's the one who told me oh, I yeah. get to your knees. So I said, hey, I'm going to do that. There were in, in that big box. Is, that, is it the Capri Suns, just by chance? Capri Suns, no, the juices? because the Capri Suns are like pouches, but these ones were little boxes. I remember they were Apple and Eve's or something like that. that what was the brand? But the thing is that there were 72 boxes of juice. So I wanted to have something for my kids. And back in the day, my brothers, my two younger brothers, they were still in school or something like that. But they would stay up all night playing video games. And they would drink up to 12 boxes of juice per night. 12 so, boxes. Okay, so mm -hmm. they would just go through the package of juices. Yeah. Three, four days and there were no boxes of juice left. So I remember telling my mom, Hey, Ma, I bought the juices for the kids and these and that are drinking them. And then my mom would say, whatever you bring home is for everybody to eat. Well, so it's like they yeah. wouldn't care about my money. They wouldn't care about anything else. So next time I would go ahead and buy another box of juices and same thing happened. So I said, I'm not going to spend my money like that. Yeah. And I would still have a good relationship with my ex, the, the father of my two kids. We ended up not being friends, but... Co-parenting. So he would give me a ridiculous amount because it was too little. So I told him like, hey, you know what? With this money that you give me, I take my kids to McDonald's and I get them a kid's meal and I pay for the taxi and uh, this is how I spend the money. So he knew it. But then they told him that I would spend the money in something else and blah, blah. So he stopped giving me the money and he started to give it to my mom. And then I was short with the money. Yeah. And then this guy, the, the one that I had started a relationship with, stepped in. So he started to like, what do you need? And I said, I need milk. It's not like he did it every month, but he did it no. when he saw that. I was definitely broke. This is the trick they do because I know this, mm -hmm. I've seen it from close mm -hmm. also. And they start doing this, right? They start mm -hmm. trying to buy you by getting to buy you through your children. And of course, mm -hmm. that is a soft spot for moms. Mm -hmm. When you see somebody showing the least amount of interest for your child, of course, mm -hmm. it's going to be, oh, he's being nice. He's really showing good intentions. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. tricky. Yeah. And, and he would use words like, oh, dear, there's something I, I asked myself. He would tell me, how is it possible that you end up loving your girlfriend's kids more than your own kids? So he was trying like, to make me believe that he loved my kids even more than what than he you. Loved. No, his own kids. Ah, his own kids. Oh, my God. Yes. And I was like, okay, thank you for loving my, ch my children. And we would hang out with the kids and all that. So I decided to rent an apartment 
and I left home. My parents were not very happy with me moving out, so they started to not threaten me with the kids, but yes, we will not give you the kids. We will never allow you to see the kids, so either you come back home or you will not have the kids. So I went back home. Long story short, I came back home. Mm -hmm. After that, that we kept with the relationship. And but I had a situation with my job. I was fired and we went to trial. In the end, my ex-boss gave me all the indemnization money mm -hmm. that I was entitled to. And with that money, I simply just left home and didn't go back. I wanted to take my kids again. They yeah. wouldn't allow me. So I remember staying with my aunt for six months in while I was with my aunt, I would bring my kids to sleep with me almost every day. But then I got a job and I had nobody else to take care of them. So I had to start leaving them with my parents more than I wanted to. And then one day I was looking for an, uh, an apartment uh, near the place that I worked and I found it. One thing led to, to the other. I was making a phone call with his phone and somebody was calling. I don't know what happened, but the thing is that I saved the, the number, mm -hmm. the wrong number. And it had oh, the wrong me. number. I saved the wrong number. And I called the number when I saw the apartment, it said apartment for rent, and I called the number. But then they started to call from a from an unknown number. So I confused the numbers and I saved the wrong number of yeah. the apartment. So when the lady returned the call, I thought it was the lady from the apartment. And it ended up being his wife's number. Oh, so she was the one calling you? Yes. Oh, my so God. I, I didn't know. Yeah, you didn't know it was her? Yes. But she already knew about me because she had read some messages between us. And he had lied to her that he was not going to see me ever again and blah, blah, blah. And apparently they had even gone to church and promised God that they were going to be a happy family, etc. But yeah. I didn't know about that at all oh my god so he was lying a lot to both, to both. Yes. okay i ended up renting the apartment and when she heard that he was with me she went crazy and she tore all of his clothes and kicked him out but then she regretted and she started to ask him to come back and i don't care if you're still with her but i want my husband with me and i want my family and which is normal. I, I guess so. She didn't want to lose her family. And I told him like, hey, if you want to save your family, go ahead and do it. I totally understand. It's not my intention to hurt her because you have been lying a lot to both yeah. of us. I told him that. And he was like, no, I will never go back to her because she's evil. For him, it was her the only one at fault. He would never yeah. do anything. He would never do anything wrong. Exactly. So we started with moving in and we had basically nothing, but he had good credit. So we went to a store and he bought a bed and we started to get our own stuff. And then maybe six or seven months after living together, we decided to have a baby. Wow. In the we middle of all that, you decided to have a baby. Yes, because trust me, I was truly madly in love. love. Okay, so you did fall in love with him. Yes. Okay. I still thought she was the love of my life. And when I was pregnant, 
is when he started to change. Okay. Instead of spending all the time with me, he would spend all the time with his children. So every day after work, he would first go visit his children for two hours or three hours and then come to the apartment just to sleep. He was doing the opposite now. He was... Exactly. Okay. So I started to demand time. Although, again, he was trying to compensate his children for leaving them. So... He told me like, hey, don't feel like that. I love you. But you know that my kids are suffering. And I understand and, and I still feel guilty for that because I fell for his lies. So we had an agreement. Okay, let's do something. Come to the apartment first before going to visit them. So I'm going to go to my parents' house to visit my kids. And you go to your house to visit your kids. And that's how we managed it. Then he would come and pick me up to my parents' house and then we would go back to the apartment and then, or sometimes we would hang out together, his kids and my kids and like that. So the family started to work out. And then we had financial situation because she filed for a child support and alimony. Of course, she was the wife. Exactly. So he was studying his MBA and I was in, in the university too. So he was the one who earned the most. But due to this child support thing, they were taking all of his salary away. I remember that there was one time where he was only credited $0.15 in his account. It was decided that I was going to use my salary to pay for the rent and the bills. I did that for only like two or three months. And I told him that I was going to drop out of the university, but that he had to finish his MBA because it was two or three months more before his graduation. I was going to tell you, like, again, you're mm -hmm. sacrificing yourself. No, but then it was and then I had my baby and all that. And I told him like, hey, you know what? I want to go back to school. And that's where... What for? Oh. You're going oh. to be looking for other men in the university. So he started yes. getting jealous. Exactly. And then I was like, hey, you know what? But I need to go back to work. And he was like, why? I work. Who's going to take care of the baby? So by not having money, I started to become more dependent on him and that's when he started to do whatever he wanted to do with me. Yeah, because of course, he because he, he controlled you. He controlled everything. I had almost nobody to talk to. And sometimes I would talk to my mom and my mom was like, hey, but you know what? And you have a house. He gives you everything for your kid. One of the things that I really hated from him is that for every fucking decision he had to take, he had to count on his mom. Ah, so he was also one of those men that have this strong link to their mom. Yes. Which is horrible. Yeah. And, and yeah. she knows that and she uses that to manipulate a lot. And I remember, I think you visited me in that apartment in Villa. Yeah, I know. Okay. She visited us a couple of times. Oh, by that time he had already bought me a, an SUV. So I didn't have to work. He was promoted to a better position too. So we were having a good life. 
And I thought, I'm just going to take care of my child, take care of the family, and that's it. You came, you came to a point in which you accepted the idea of being a stay-at-home mom. Yes. Because he wanted you to stay there. Mm -hmm. The baby was little. I had nobody to help me with her. I also wanted to give myself some time with my child because I hadn't given myself that much time with the other two. So he always told me that I am giving you the freedom to stay at home and enjoy your child and do whatever you want with your child. Not like you did with the other two when your parents would never allow you to go out with your own kids. So he would play mind games. Exactly. And, and I was like, yes, I have to be thankful with him for this. But now you are definitely in a toxic, abusive relationship at this point. Yes. But I still didn't it, know it. It was showing off, right? The, the red flags were even higher. But this is where it's interesting for me, because I think this is where we, for some reason... Ignore the red flags. Exactly. Because they're, they're there. And it's very scary because these people know so much about you at this point. Mm-hmm. You, they're so immersed in your life. The problem is that he's using everything that he knows about you against you. Exactly. So this is the scary part because now you are unaware that this person is using all of this information to keep you submissive. Mm -hmm. So you ignore this and you just get caught in this toxic Mm -hmm. relationship. So that's scary. And remember that at this point in my life, my dad still didn't talk to me. Again, he would say things like, I am the only one here for you. Not even your family loves you. Look, your dad doesn't talk to you. I am the only one who is always here for you. Everything also was always my fault or I provoked it. And he always had a a way to justify what he did because it was my fault. Because I was the one provoking it. The problem Mm -hmm. is that you start believing these things. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. You start believing that, yes, it's something that I'm doing wrong, probably. And you start believing what this person is telling you. Mm-hmm. And this is where the real trauma comes, I think. Yes, because the very first time that I saw him being violent, it was probably two or three days before the baby was born, where he got so mad about, I don't know what, And he started to kick my purse and he broke my cosmetics. And he was like, why don't you love me? And stuff like that. I was like, who says I don't love you, but calm down. And the thing is that he didn't like me asking him for time. Because I start, as I told you, I felt alone. He was visiting his children every fucking day. And I told him like, hey, you know what? You are in a new relationship. Your kids will understand that. So it's not necessary for you to go and visit them every single day. This is also a relationship that you need to take care of and nurture but will, and leave me alone. I know what you're saying, but will they really? Like these children have no fault of what is going on. So 
they do deserve their daddy to be there. So mm -hmm. I understand where you're coming from because you also had to defend what you were trying to create, which is, mm -hmm. again, a new family again. But this is the hard situation also. Like, mm -hmm. When do you know what is right and what is wrong at this point? We could blame him that he caused everything, but did he really? I think you played a part, his wife mm -hmm. played a part. So it's a whole big mess right now. Mm -hmm. So he became violent right before you gave birth to your baby. Mm -hmm. Do you think it had to do with the fact that he knew that it was real because the baby was almost there? Mm -hmm. So it was going to hit. Yes. Like the baby is no longer in your belly. Mm -hmm. It's going to be real when the baby's born. Do you mm -hmm. think that was probably triggering him to be more aggressive or probably... He was frustrated because he felt like he needed to be in both places. And also his wife was also telling him like, and don't you think that you're going to abandon my kids and you're not going to be with them anymore just because you're having this new baby. And the thing is that I gave birth to a girl and he only had three boys and she wanted with her heart to have a girl and she never had a girl. Wow. So when she found out that I was going to give birth to a girl, I think that's what drove her crazy the most. He says that he never wanted to have kids with her. Uh, no, that cannot be true. He had three kids with her. So apparently they were all unplanned. No, mm -hmm. I don't believe any of that, especially with his history. I don't believe anything that would come out of his mouth at this point. So no. The thing is that he says there is always a story for each kid. And he will tell you that the only one that he actually planned or expected to have was the second child and the child that he had with me. But the first one and the third one that he had with her, mm -mm, that's what he said. But then too late to, to cry over spilled milk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, uh, the thing is that um, the baby was born and again loneliness started to hit me because she didn't want to feel or to make his, his kids feel like daddy didn't love them anymore so he started to spend more time with them and less time with me and then I started to say hey you know what you're leaving me alone too much I also need help with the baby and everything started to go Bad. I think then his mom, uh, we moved to another apartment, also in the same place, but we were living in a second story apartment. So we moved to one that is just one floor, more expensive. But again, he had a new position. He was making way more money than he was. And again, his mother started saying, I really like here, but only if it was yours. You are paying too much money here. Why don't you go and move to the other house that I have over there and you stop paying rent? And she would tell him that every single day until he ended up doing what yeah. she wanted. But before that, he remodeled her house. 
because he was ashamed of his family's okay. house. And uh, guess what? The mother is not a neurosurgeon, as he had told me. She's <laughs> an auxiliary nurse. A what? His- Oxi- auxiliary nurse. nurse. Yes. Which yeah. is not bad, but why would no. you let your mom being something that she's not? No reason. So the, the, this guy has also issues about uh, self-acceptance. I think he has, and, has a lot of issues with his own self-esteem mm-hmm. because only somebody that has uh, suffered from self-esteem issues would use this type of excuses or lies or. Hmm. And also, his because he lived, he grew up with his stepdad, so it, it ended up being that his stepdad was actually not an ex-military with a high rank. No. He was a firefighter who was expelled from the firefighter department because he hit his high rank, I don't know, his chief or something like that. Yeah. And he never drove a luxury car. Instead, he drove clunker. I don't know how you call it, but piece of shit yeah. car. Okay. And then one day he told me that he was going to Dominican Republic because since he was working in the textile industry, I knew that in Dominican Republic, they work a lot with the maquilas and textile things. So I said, oh, okay, so you're traveling to Dominican Republic. It's a business trip, you thought. Exactly. And he even sent me a picture. Back then, the picture was low quality picture, but things that he had downloaded from the internet. Oh my God. No, this guy is a liar. Like a real, what is the word in English? I don't know the word in English, maybe. People who lie all the time. Yes, uh, actually there there is a word in Spanish. Yeah, but in English, I'm not sure what the term is. I will look it up after this, but (laughs) he is that. So he's lying and basically he embellishes his entire life so that you think he had this different background. Mm-hmm. But this is all because he has a low self-esteem. Like, the why would he try to impress you with that? Because he thought that I had money or that we were rich people. Oh, okay. So he tried to impress or like to fit into with my family or I don't know. There, there was no need. I'm poor. <laughs> It's not even about who is poor or not. It's just that sometimes then is when you realize what money can do to people because only when you are either lacking or having this strong desire for money is that Mm -hmm. you feel like you have to make it in order to be someone. Exactly. But sometimes you would appreciate more a hardworking person, Mm -hmm. which I'm not 100% sold on that one i wouldn't like mm-hmm. to date somebody that's in a very worse situation than i am because that's not even equal so it's going mm-hmm. to cause a lot of problems yes ah uh, but you at this point after he was showing you all these negative traits that he had i think you would have much appreciated somebody that was at your level a hard-working person which he was mm-hmm. because he had a good job and everything but he just showed himself as who he was and not being mm-hmm. this huge lie that in the end only disappointed you even more. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I felt like I had been all my life with a liar, all this time with a liar. And the thing is that he didn't leave 
also in one of the most expensive areas of the city. He lived in the in one of the most dangerous neighborhoods yeah. of San Pedro Sula, which is home to one of the worst gangs and most dangerous gangs. But he was so embarrassed that I found out that, I don't know, the things that he lied to everyone without a single regret. You couldn't see anything of that. He would lie to you straight to your face. Yeah, so he was a good liar. Yes, I, I can tell you that he even enjoyed it. Because years later, when I started to tell him like, hey, but you did this, you told me that, you lied. So he started to laugh and he said, uh, so you thought that you were going to be with a rich man, uh, but you got fucked up because look what you got instead. How evil is that? No, that's not evil. That's fucked up. <laughs> Something well, is wrong with him. And, and that's why I told him like, you know what? At least I am not embarrassed of my parents. I am actually very exactly. proud of my parents because with all the limited uh, resources that they had, they gave me everything they could and they the gave me a great could. education. Yeah. But I'm not embarrassed of them or how they live or what they have or they don't have. But you do, man. Lying about your mom? I can understand lying about your stepdad because in the end, it's nothing. But lying about your mom? Yeah. That's sad. That's sad. sad. Yeah. Very sad. So, well, we ended up moving to, to that home. horrible place. Yeah. That you didn't want to move to. I know. Mm -hmm. And, but also that domestic violence had already started. He had already hit me once. I had to jump through a window with my baby in my arms at 2 a.m. And I had to knock on the the lady that lived next door. She was the owner of the apartment. With my baby, I was there. And I knocked on the door and she said, hey, what, what happened? And I said, no, is that he hit me? So she gave me a place where to sleep for that night. And then the next day or in the morning, I called my mom. No, I called my brother and my brother called my dad. But still, they went there. But it's like they got there just to see how terribly wounded I could be. Like if I was extremely wounded, it's like they would do something. But then they saw that all I had was it's like a chip lip, some blood in my and I had a scratch or something on my chest. So they saw that I was fine and they left. But my dad said nothing. He didn't talk to you even then? No. Wow. Those are the things that hurt the most. Mm-hmm. I think, because you remember these things vividly mm -hmm. because, of course, they made an impact in your life. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you wouldn't remember it. I don't know. You would have just forgiven and forgotten. But unfortunately, it's not that easy. Yes. Because, of course, no deep down, you probably wish things were different. But do you remember exactly when was the first time that he physically abused you? Yes. Um, my daughter was like six months old. It was that night oh. and he had gotten home very late. So I started to tell him oh, because after my baby was born, we women are supposed to stay at home for 40 days taking care of your child. But he wouldn't let me do that because he needed to go and see his children and I needed to go and see mine. So I would go downstairs with my 
newborn baby under the rain and everything. And he would drive me to my mom's house so I could be with my kids. And I would tell him like, hey, you know what? My kids understand that I have a new baby and that I cannot be going out. And he was like, no, hurry up because I need to go. My kids are waiting for me. And I was like, please don't make me go. Don't force me. But he wouldn't care. And then he would go and pick me up at 10, 1030 with a newborn baby. And when I'm telling you newborn, I'm talking about a six-day-old baby. Yeah, that's young. No, that's too mm-hmm. young. I wasn't even able to walk well, but he yeah. wouldn't care about that. My mom had to talk to him and tell him like, hey, you know what? She needs to rest. She just gave birth to a baby. So don't even do it because of the baby because it's also raining, but you're coming too late to pick her up. So let her stay home. But he wouldn't listen to that. I started to tell him, hey, you know what? I need help and you're leaving me alone. So he would start, I'm with my kids and I need to be with my kids. The thing is that I also sometimes didn't want to have sex. Of course not. Um, like, under those conditions, do you really want to? <laughs> yes, and, and, and then he had already started to insult me. He, he first became verbally abusive. Mm-hmm. And then he started the physical yes. abuse. It, it all started to escalate. But the things that he would tell me, that's how couples were. That they would yeah. fight and that this these things were normal. Like, having you beaten up was normal and then just come and kiss you and hug you and he would never say sorry okay Mm. he never ever said sorry in almost 12 years that we were together he never ever apologized for anything because there's always a reason for him to do what he does and he's always right so he never apologized he used to tell me that how couples were that they would fight and then then everything would be sold in bed but I, I didn't want it because i was too hurt that it's very hard for you to give yourself to a man who has hurt you a lot especially yeah. when they address to you and tell you something like oh look at your body you look so fucked up oh you're not the same or who's gonna love you you already have three kids and those yeah, really abusive like, those yeah. things start to get into your head and again Back then, I was alone. I was away from my family. I didn't even have a phone, I remember. Mm -hmm. And I had to wait for him practically for everything, to go to the supermarket, to get a pair of shoes, to buy clothes, stuff like that. But then again, in the weekend, he would come to me and be very loving and caring and say, we're going to the beach. We're going here. Every weekend was a, a, a trip to a different place. We would eat out very often. So in my mind, I was like, this guy is really fucked up. He's crazy. He treats me bad. And then he takes me out to eat, like trying to apologize for what he did, but never actually saying it. Okay. I think so, I would have appreciated more if he had said sorry. Yeah. So, so then you did at some point started to realize that was not normal. Yes. And that you were understanding that you were in an abusive relationship. Did you ever think about leaving him or were you too afraid to do it? Yes. I don't know how to say it, but I started to contemplate suicide. Wow. Oh my God. Yes. Because my life was so miserable 
that I couldn't see any other choice but that. But then, of course, that, that, that was not a choice because you thought about your children. Exactly. And, and I always thought that if I did, my baby was too little and she would find my dead body there. And how would she feel? And she only had me. That stopped me from doing it. But basically every morning I was like, I opened my eyes and I would say, oh, fuck, I'm alive again. One more day to go. And years passed by, years went by. How many years were you under abusive relationship? Probably seven years. That's a lot. He would break my phones. He would tear clothes, break stuff at home, hit me with whatever. Okay. Did he ever do this in front of your child or? Every time. It was always in front of my baby. Wow. He even tried to hit me once in front of my mom and my kids. Wow. What did your mom do? He just, she just said, hey, don't do that. Don't do that. And don't you dare to do that in front of me. And I remember that we were coming back from my parents' hometown. And my mom and my two kids were in the back seat. So I was in front with him, of course, next to him. Mm-hmm. So I had his phone. And I saw messages from this other woman mm. because he was a cheater too. Yes. Ah, he was also oh, cheating yeah. with other women. Yes. Okay. Older women. Older women? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Weird, weird. But why would he search for more women if he's already in a very messy situation? So this is the type of behavior from men in general that I don't understand from cheaters. They're already okay. in huge problems. Because he has to deal and face reality, which is having two families now. And he still Mm -hmm. decides to keep searching for other women. Okay, this is a woman that was a doctor from the place where he used to work. When these maquilas in these factories, they always have doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Like the infirmary department, right? So she used to work there in... Apparently, he has always had something for women with big breasts. When I found out about the messages, I knew that he was like flirting. Is that how can I say? When I first met him, it's like he wanted to have something with her or they were like flirting because once I read a message. So he knew her since you were first dating? He knew her from before. From before. Oh, yes. But then he met me and he liked me and he dumped her. And all that flirtation stopped. Okay. So she was like, my God, what happened? For a woman, probably she was expecting something else, but then he just discarded her just like that. And then after being with me and everything, they always kept in contact. And I'm telling you that because when I first found that I was pregnant, the very next day, we went to visit a friend of mine who had just had a baby and I had his phone and I read messages and I was going to text her things like, hey, don't you know that he has a relationship and blah, blah. And then my friend told me like, don't be an idiot. Tell her to send you a picture. Okay, that friend is okay. I'm saying like, no, but because the idea of just 
start ranting mm-hmm. against another woman or a man who obviously is not even worth it, mm-hmm. that's always a mistake. Yes. But then so, your friend tells you to... Don't do that. Let's yeah. the same picture. So we were the three in the same room. My friend with her newborn baby and we were there. So it was uh, a place where he couldn't do anything. He had to behave because mm-hmm. he had someone else there. So I asked her to send me a picture. And then she replies... Oh, you want to have an album of me just like the one I have from you? Oh, an album? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, now we're doing the picture exchange. Yes. Since I was working in a call center, I used to work on Sundays. And of course, Sundays was his day off. So part of being in a relationship, you may record yourself and take pictures. So I remember that this day he was laying. Not me, girl. Not me, girl, because we all know how that ends. Like, viral. No, exactly. But I'm I'm telling you, this was back in 2013. Social media was... Oh, okay. And we all used... That's what you think. Somebody has a drive of that somewhere. Are you not scared about that? No. Is that... What I'm trying to say is that he was laying down, but like facing there. So I took a picture of him because he has a very beautiful butt. I took so a you took the picture of him. You, Yeah. And he sent that picture to the other woman. Exactly. I took the picture from his phone with his phone. And, okay. and because I didn't have a phone. Remember, I told you I didn't have a phone. I don't know what had happened. With him. So I told him, like trying to compliment him, like, hey, you look so cute like that or something like that. And, he, and I showed him the picture where she looked nice. What I didn't know is that he was going to send that picture to the other one. Yeah. So in the message, when she replies, so I ask her like, oh, really? And what is your favorite picture that you have? What is the favorite picture you have for me? And then she says, oh, the one you sent me naked on your bed last Sunday. Okay. So. Now I want to see the picture now. (laughs) It's just a guy with a big butt laying down, then facing the window. The picture was was nicely taken. Okay. And I started to chat with her and he was asking me to give him the phone and I didn't do it. And then we got into the car and instead of sitting next to him, I sat on the back seat and he started to hit me on my knees, asking me to give him the phone. He ripped my shirt. He ripped my bra. I took off my shoe and I hit his arm as hard as I could with my shoe. But again, I had just found out that I was pregnant. And at that moment, you have no idea how much I regret of being pregnant. I took all of his clothes and I threw it out. And he said, oh, I'm sorry. In the end, I thought I was very hurt. But he swore that he hadn't seen her in ages. And that picture was just because he was kidding and blah, blah, blah. But that, that is like giving you a yeah, flashback. The, what happened? A flashback. Okay. He was driving. So the message I get is from the same woman that he had sent the picture. Right. It started to say, What is wrong with you? You're still with this woman and blah, blah, blah. So we started to argue and he tried to hit me in my face. So it's when my mom, when I remember my son was little. And so my son grabbed my mom's arm, like 
he was trying like to do something. His first reaction was trying to protect mom, but he's just a little boy. He was not able to do it. So my mom told him, be careful. Don't do that. Don't you dare to do that in front of me because we're going to have problems and you will see. So the rest of the trip was very awkward because we had to get home. But ever since then, everything started to escalate. Uh, I've seen it before. This is where parents should be parents. She shouldn't have let you go mm -hmm. home with him that day. And that could have changed a lot. Mm -hmm. But that didn't happen. You went home exactly. with him and you mm -hmm. knew what you were going back to. Yes. Things started to go terrible. Um, again, he would not apologize, but do things to make me think that he was sorry for what he did. And then one of the worst times that he hit me, it was in the beach inside the car because I wanted to come back to be with my kids. We had gone to the beach with his kids only and okay. some other elderly guys, friends of him. Okay. And so I was like, hey, I want to go back. My kids are coming. I need to go and pick them up to the bus station. They're coming with my parents. He knew that I had nothing, not even money. And he would yeah. say things, you can go walking. How am I going to go walking from Omoa, the beach, yeah. on the way to San Pedro? So he would say things to humiliate me. And then he told me like, you want to go? Okay, take a bus and go. Get the fuck out of here. But I have to feed my kids first because... Every time we took the his kids, their mother would not let them come back home if he hadn't feed them first. So besides giving all the money, he would smart. But that, but that's smart. I had to give that to her. That's smart. Yes. Yeah, smart. Yeah. I know it's not that I'm saying Fair. that what she's doing is right. But if you think about it, if you think about it, like just take out of the, the picture. Starve. No, is that she would let the kids starve? Oh, okay. Yes. Ah, okay, that's different. Or she would just feed them tortillas con quesillo. That's why he thought that he needed to feed them something different because the kids... Okay. And you should see the kids' aspect all the time. I don't know. For a woman who received all the money that she received, that's not the way she should have had her kids. Just for you to know. But then again, oh. that was her idea to make him spend as much money as he could. So he hit me very bad that day. I went to my parents' house. Still, my dad wouldn't talk to me. I had my face all bruised, my arms. And I remember I stayed with them for two months. And every day he would call to my parents' house and visit my daughter. I still had feelings for him. I'm not going to lie. It was really hard because it's like feeling like, the love of your life. I don't know how to say it. I don't think we could say he is the love of your life because somebody no, that loves you. Then, yeah, yeah, the, I know, I know, mm -hmm. I know, I know. You thought back then, but the feeling that you had back then that he was the love of your life, mm -hmm. it, it had to do with you being traumatized. Mm -hmm. So you, you couldn't tell what was right or wrong, I think. Yes, and and also remember that I was living in my parents' house and still my dad wouldn't talk to me. So it was very uncomfortable too to stay in a place where you know that or you don't You're feel not... welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course. So after two months, I went back to him. And okay. um, 
we were expecting things to get better. They were better for a while. But then they go back to the old ways. Again, he was cheating on me with the same woman as before. Okay. Uh, this time I followed him. I saw his car in her house and everything. I waited for him to come out after four hours being in her house. You waited four hours? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. And the thing is that he started to text me like, oh, I'm coming from work. Please have uh, something ready for me to eat. When I'm seeing him coming out from her house. <laughs> so he didn't even. Oh, yeah. He didn't even so know that you were there. I took messages. pictures, I took videos. I was in a taxi and we got home almost at the same time. And in the end, I sent him all the videos and pictures and I told him, so you were actually working? Said, yes, yes. Okay, take a look at your phone. And then we started to fight. He hit me again and then he left. And he felt like he had been exposed or something. I don't know, but when... He knew that I had discovered his life. It's like he didn't know what to do. He tried to compensate, but at the same way, trying to, again, make me look like I was the bad one and that he was the good one. Okay, so, so you were on and off, on and off in this abusive yes. relationship until you finally... What happened? What made you stop being with him? Truth. Mm-hmm. When I finally decided to cheat on him as a payback. Okay. Before we go in further on that one, about all of this that we have talked about, the consequence of you deciding to date a married person, what is your opinion on how society portrays women that go in this path of deciding to date someone who is in a relationship? What do you think about the views on the lights of women who decide to do this, how society portrays it? What is your opinion on that? Well, remember that we live in, in a society where it's almost always the woman's fault. And whatever happens to you is because that's what you are looking for. That's what you ask for. That's what you get. It's never the man's fault. It's always your fault. I, I don't know the reasons why other women may seek being in relationships with married men. I can tell about my experience, about how lonely I felt and how this guy pretended and portrayed himself as my hero. That's what happened to me. I'm not saying that I am innocent. I'm not saying that it was not my fault either. But I do have to tell you something. And that is that I think I was in that relationship also all those years and I endured all that because I thought it was my punishment. That was God's way of punishing me for what I had done, for hurting another woman. I thought I had to take that punishment in In some some way, way that I needed to pay for what I did. And I remember that got her number and I called her. And I told her that I was very sorry for hurting her. And I was a little bit younger and naive, I would say, for believing in his lies. But I told her all the things that he told me about her, even denying his child. And that all those things made me believe him. Because, trust me, 
in probably another situation, I would have never done that. But then again, I'm a human. I make mistakes. Would you ever consider being in that situation again? I was in that situation one more time. Oh, but oh well. <laughs> okay, but hold on. Again, it's another yeah. story. That's another story, which is your latest story? Yes. Okay, but before that one, I wanted to give you this space to explain that, exactly why, how you feel like society portrays this and everything, because you understand, and, and I'm sure you're aware of this when you accepted to do this episode, but you will probably get a lot of backlash from people because people always have entitled opinions about everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's going to be the side that's probably where I am trying to understand why did this happen or why did it end up being the situation that you put yourself in. But then there's other people that are not going to see it that way and they're mm-hmm. just going to go very hard on you and uh, you mentioned something important which is religion and if somebody that is religious hears your story you know what they're going to say right Mm -hmm. hardcore judgment especially because they see it from a religious perspective so Mm -hmm. it was important for me for you to explain how you felt about being there And of course, you have made it clear that you regret it, but then you did it again. Yes. Why? Okay, as I said before, I decided to cheat on him as a way to pay back all the things he had done to me because I felt that no matter what I did, I could never hurt him the way he did physically but I would hurt his ego. So I felt mm-hmm. like when I cheated on him, I was kicking him in the deepest part of his soul that okay. <laughs> nothing could comfort him. Yes. It wasn't the first time he had cheated on me. There were probably five or six women he cheated on me that I know. So the very first time I did it, the person that I did it, I knew it was only for that purpose, to hurt him. He didn't know I was cheating, but, or that I had cheated. But deep inside, I knew it and it felt good. I didn't even do it for pleasure. I just felt like empowered. Okay. Stupid but I get it. I get it. I get it because you're saying that he did not even know that you were cheating. Yes. So I'm sure that because you're conscious of it, right? Anyone who has like a normal thought process mm-hmm. would understand that. You're cheating on someone that doesn't know you're cheating. So that payback that you were trying to get was not really being a payback. Mm -hmm. But instead, it's what you just said right now. You felt that it was a way of getting something else that you probably were not getting from him, Mm -hmm. which is you felt maybe validated in some way Mm -hmm. by this other person that you decided to cheat with Because he was probably, I don't know, giving you more attention. No. Or what was it? What was no, it? It was probably the only thing I could control. It was okay. the only thing I had control over since I was economically dependent from him. 
Yeah. Doing cheating on him was the only thing that I knew when and how to do it and who to do it with. Okay. I get it now. I get it. So I know. Yeah. Because you told us this. You said he was controlling your entire life. Mm -hmm. So you feel like this was the only way in which he had no control. Yes. Okay. Makes sense. And it's not that, like now, now, now that you explain it, it makes sense. Before, if I just heard it, it's what a something's missing. No, something's missing. What am I missing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now that you explain it that way and I've heard everything before, mm -hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. And I want to clarify that the person that I did with this with yeah, was single. So I was not, I made sure I was not going to hurt any other woman. Okay, so when you cheated on him, you did it with a person who had no other commitment. Exactly. I made okay. sure of that. Okay. And I also made it clear that it was not going to be for love purposes. It was just going to be for revenge, basically. Okay. Because I, I, I wanted to feel the same things he felt that... He, he could do it because he's a man and he had the opportunity and he had the time and, and I didn't. Did he end I, up finding out your no. partner? No. Okay. He never knew. This revenge thing ended because in the end, I still felt empty. Although I had this sense of victory. <laughs> I don't know. I cannot tell you what it feels like, but I can assume what it Victory feels like. Victory in, in the ways like, okay, I did it. I know now what it feels like to be with another person and to know that if he finds out, he's going to be as hurt as I was. But I decided that, to that, That's what you thought. But yes. being the person that you have described he is, I'm not sure. If he would be as hurt, like he has done no. so many bad things to you. So it doesn't even come no. close to what he did to you. Mm -hmm. That situation ended. As I said, I felt like I didn't want to continue doing that. Yeah.